0: Okay, good evening, Chevet. Today's Daf is Daf Mem Vav, page 46, the Hidigi Mesech is Bavakama. We are on Daf Mem Vav, and we pick up at the new Perek. We're beginning the fifth Perek of the Mesechta. Okay. Now, our Mishnah is going to be very interesting with an elephant in the room. So it's going to tell us some interesting halachas, and I'm going to tell you the elephant in the room as we go through the Mishnah. Here's the elephant to keep in the room. There's a rule when it comes to finances, which is, If you don't have money in your possession, and you want finances, it is upon you to prove that you have rights to that money. When somebody is removing from his friend, I'm removing from you, a love, it is on him, the one removing haraya, to bring the proof. Clear? I don't, you don't need to prove that's your sweater to me because you're wearing it. If I would have the sweater, this sweater, I would have to prove it's my uh, You'd have to prove it's yours. The sweater you're wearing, I have to prove it's mine. This is going to be the elephant in the room as we go through the Mishnah. Here we go. Says the Mishnah, I've forgotten what the phrase means An elephant in the room. It's a big problem that's overshadowing everything as the the, the conversation. Mm An axe gores a cow. Okay, so far so good. The nimtza uvrabetida, and guess what happens? You find a dead baby calf next to the cow after the cow was gored. Okay, now. We don't know if the cow gave birth after it was gored or, or if it gave birth before or after. Now what's the difference? If the cow gave birth to the dead calf before the goring ox is not responsible to pay for the calf. It was already dead. If the baby was born afterwards, then it's because of the goring ox. And the owner of the ox would be responsible. So what do you do? What's the halacha? We don't know what the status of the calf is. Says the Mishnah. Mishalim nezek the owner of the ox has to pay half damages on the cow because it's a tzartam. You pay half like a regular chartam, So far, so good. Nezek Listen to this. You pay... Quarter damages on the calf. Why? See, so here we go. I don't have here we go. One. The calf, you pay half on because... I'm sorry, the cow, cow, you pay half on because your ox is a short time and gore a cow. Should the the calf, the, cow? the uh, regular cow. The calf, though, might have been killed by you, may not have been killed by you. So there's a rule, which is mummon Money that lies in doubt, you always split it. So, we don't know who's supposed to take the loss on the calf the owner of the cow or the owner of the ox. Is the cow dead? Yes, the owner of the cow or the owner of the ox. So, what are you going to do with that? We're just in doubt, we don't know what to do with that money. Is split it, split it. So, it's going to come out the owner of the ox pays half on the cow. And a quarter on the calf, again, because the calf would have been half if my ox killed it. But since we don't know, you pay a quarter. Now, what's the elephant about the salacha? What's the big deal? Why Why are you paying a quarter? Right? The owner of the cow has no right at all, it seems, Mm -hmm. to any payment. The owner of the calf, right? The calf was with the cow for sure. So what right do you have to collect a quarter from the owner of the ox? The owner of the ox will say, Prove to me that I killed it," But somehow, he's obligated in a quarter. But that's going to be the big, big the, the big, huge question on this halacha. The ox kills the cow, but you're the the and similarly, if you have an ox that gores, an ox, if you have a cow that gores an ox. the of lada betzida. And now, after the cow gored, you found a child next to the cow. Now, it doesn't matter whether or not the calf is alive. A cow gored an ox. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. There's a baby next to the cow now. So you'd say, who cares? What's the difference if the cow gave birth, right? The cow is what gored. The cow didn't get gored. Here's the problem. A shartam pays from its body. See, so here we go. It says the Mishnah. We don't know if the fetus was with the cow at the time that it gored or not. Okay? So, whether or not we could look at the calf and say you were part of the value at the time of damage or not. The locha is, you pay half from the body of the cow and a quarter from the body of the calf, because we don't know whether this calf is considered to have gored, so to speak, along with the cow. Where does this quarter come in? Suffolk, whenever you're in doubt, me and you are arguing over something, we'll divide it. So if we're, div- if we're arguing over half damages, we're just gonna get a quarter damages, okay? So again, case number one of the Mishnah is, follow, this is incredible. The ox gores a cow. There's a dead calf next to the cow. And I don't know if the ox killed the calf or not. It could be it was dead prior. There the Mishnah says you split the value of the calf. You only pay a quarter for it. Well, you pay half for the cow because it's a tom. And if you have a tom cow that gores an ox and then you find the calf next to the cow. Now, we don't know if the calf has any sort of role play in the goring, so you pay half damages from the body of the cow and a quarter damage from the body of the calf. Okay, this is going to be this is going to be explained. Did the calf gore? Did it not gore? Does it matter if it was inside the body of the cow when it gored? Does it not matter? This is all going to be clarified by the Gemara. But initially, the first thing Gemara has to handle is. Where does the whole quarter damage come from? If there's a rule, why can't the owner of the ox say to the owner of the cow in case number one, granted, I don't know if I killed your calf, but you don't either know. So, until you prove it, I've got to pay you nothing. Don't tell me to pay you a quarter. Ask the Gemara. Here we go. Umar, Bidem, or Bidem, says, Name is Shmuel. Zul this whole Mishnah has to be the opinion of Sumchas. Sumchas is the one who's of the opinion. Who says, well, whenever you have money that lies in doubt, the Allah is you divide it, you split it up. Of all, but we follow the Chachamim who say, We have a huge, important, and overriding rule which is. You got to prove it if you want a penny. And therefore says, Reviewed on Marshmull. According to the Chachamim, in our Mishnah, you don't pay anything for the calf. If an ox scores a cow and there's a calf there later, dead. And I don't know whether my ox killed the calf. According to the sages, you pay nothing. Because the victim has to prove that you owe something. So now let's get into this. Says the Gemara, First of all, why? Why do the Chum say, "I have a big, huge, overriding rule"? You're going to have to bring a proof whenever you want money. What, what do you got to make that whole introduction for? Yeah, why the drama? Need the drama? Very dramatic statement. Let the say, "There's a rule. You got. To, if you want money, you got to prove it." What's what's the drama? Says Gemara No, it's necessary to use that expression. Even in the case where the nizik, the victim says I know for sure And the damager says I don't know for sure I simply don't know Still It is on him to bring a proof that, That's what it means, it's an overriding rule Let me explain for a minute This is very, very important And profound, it's basic It's a basic thing But it's, it's very chashu my ox scores your, ca- your pregnant cow. Follow me. My ox scores your pregnant cow. A few minutes later, we find a dead calf next to the cow. The owner of the cow walks over to the ox and he says, Owner of the ox, and he says, Your ox killed my pregnant cow and the baby. I saw it, I know it. And the owner of the ox says, I, I don't know Maybe I wasn't with my cow I was with my ox I have no clue I would think we should listen to the victim The victim says, listen, I, I'm buried I, I know for sure you are, a, you are a Shema You're a maybe, you don't know If you know If you know and I don't know The one who knows should, should be overriding Sorry. Answer is no it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the victim says, "I know for sure." You are going to have to prove that that's what happened. If you could prove it happened, we'll give you the money. It's not enough to know more than the damager. That's takachoshev a That's a claw godol Yeah. No. Sorry, even right. Even, even by bari b'shemah, even, even if it seems obvious that the that the owner of the cow. Is right Absolutely. It still, it still needs it. to prove it. Yes. Otherwise, nothing do Yeah, bring his camera. Show. Yeah, you need proof, huh? Go to the videotape. That's right. Go, go back to the videotape. Are you? Are we? Are we concerned that the uh, victim, the the owner of the cow, may have the gears? So he says he knows. Yeah, maybe. Solution. No, doesn't. it's his cow, so his knowing doesn't... Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. a concern of Nagiyah said it's a concern in general. Because you should know, it could even be somebody else. Even if somebody else says they know. If you don't have proof, halachic proof, well, well, that's now, not going to be enough. Now you started a problem. I might have started a problem with an Eid Akher. I might have started a problem with an Eid Akher, but we have to see what's considered enough proof. Right? What's considered enough proof? Steve just wants to know whether it's dependent on the yeah. so on a biases, and it's not necessarily so. Okay. Inami, or you could say, another reason why the Chum had to say that is a big rule. Like an overriding rule, even more than Bari v'shemah. Let's say I sell you my ox, and after selling the ox, it turns out that it was a goring ox. You come back, you're like, hello, Tenler, the ox that you sold me is nuts. It's a crazy ox. I mean, I can't hold on to this. I can't control this thing. This is nuts. Rav Amar, Rav says, "Ariza mekachtois is considered mekachtois." I got you. Could give me back the ox and take your money back? Ushmol Laban Shmuel says, "No." Yachol I can say to, the, to you, the buyer, the I know it's a crazy ox. So what? Shecht An ox is good for meat too. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice uh, fatty ox, which means according. to, to Shmuel, if you want to undo a sale, you have to prove otherwise. You have to prove that you bought it for the purpose of the keeping intent. it, or plowing it, right? You have to prove the intent. Otherwise, I could say to you, eh, what's your husband? what's a so So, so, so you see from here, that zeklal gadol badin, it's so big, it's What do you it mean it's a big that it might override? It's so big that it overrides any sort of previous existing assumptions. It says the Gemara, Amai. I don't understand this question when a person sells a vildachaya, this wild ox. Why is this the halacha? Why is this even a conversation? Why don't we see, which the Gemara is saying like this apparently. See, we're not well-versed in the laws of ox-selling or the social part of uh, ox-selling. Of Apparently, there are some stores that sell their oxen for meat and some stores sell their oxen for plowing. So why don't we go and say, well, what are most of the oxen in this, in this uh, type of transaction sold for? Is this guy selling shechita oxen or is he selling plowing oxen? It says, He "Lightzricha." You're right, we would. But the case is, we're dealing with more of an de- ox department store. Sometimes you sell for meat, sometimes you sell for work, sometimes you sell for this, sometimes you sell for that. And therefore, it's not clear. And when it's not clear, we're going to say the buyer has to prove what he bought it for. It says the Gemara but why don't we see, we should still see how much it cost? why? Rashi explains an ox that's sold for meat is cheaper than an ox that's sold for plowing. Because if I buy an ox for plowing, I'm gonna get ongoing value for it for a while, and then I'll have my meat. So why don't we see how much was spent and let that give us the, the information. Because the, uh, the, the, there's a, a change in the price of oxen, where even though there's times where meat, ox sold for meat is cheaper, there's times where ox being sold for meat is more expensive. Sometimes it's more expensive, okay? And uh, it, it could be that it was dealing with the same price. But in a Hanami, let's say it was a different price, we would use that as a proof. Says the Gemara, Amri, they asked, again, top of Omur the E leka Lishtalume minei uh uh, if let's say there's no money left to be able to refund, so why does Rob say you got to give it back? Let him hold on to the ox instead. Of, let him hold on to the ox instead of the money. The Amri because people say from um, well, when there's nothing else to collect from, a person's even willing to take coarse flour. So according to Rav, you could, well, there's still a possibility that the buyer of the ox will want to hold on to the ox. And since he'll want to hold on to the ox, what is the tachlis, what is the point of the machlekes? Let me just explain. This is a lot of things, a lot of information, just keep, keeping something very basic. Okay, let me explain. Very basic. We're dealing with somebody sells, what's the case? Somebody sells an ox. The buyer comes back. He says, "This ox is sugar mesugah ox. This thing's nuts." Okay, so um, Rob says it's a mekach tois. You can take back. Shmuel says no. Sale st- st- stays. The Gemara is asking a basic question. The Gemara says like this. I understand. Let's say, even according to Rav, that it's a mekach tois, that it's an invalid sale. What's going to happen now? The buyer could give the ox back to the seller. And what's the seller going to do? Give the money back to the buyer and the whole thing is undone. Says the Gemara, but what would be if the seller says, I don't have the money anymore? Buyer says, you sold me a nutty ox. And the seller says, okay, I'd be happy to give back your money. But guess what? Echobnished. I don't have. So what would we say? The buyer holds on to the ox. right? Because you you do have the value. You don't want it. But if there ain't no money to get back, you're going to hold it. Which means if you're holding on to the ox, the sale stayed. So the Gemara says, Rob and Shmuel are really saying the same thing. Shmuel who says that the sale stays and Rob saying that the sale would stay. Rob saying, oh, you should initially give it back. There's obviously no chiyah for it to be undone because if you don't have the money, you don't need to give it back. Either way, you're going to be left with a circumstance where the buyer is holding on to the ox. So what's the point of arguing? No, because... Why not? Because maybe next week he gets the money, he gets money, then, then he'll have money. Good. Answers the Gemara. I'll tell you the case. Like Gail said, I'll tell you the case. It could be in a week, the seller will have money and the buyer will come and say, "Now give me the money. That would be a difference in Rav and Shmuel. Okay, so now that we explained why it's important to have the dispute, that question was why do we even need a dispute? We need a dispute because there's times where you could get the money back. Okay, so now Rava Mar Rav says that the crazy ox, it could be returned. The whole thing is a Megachtois. The whole sale is invalid because Zil Basaruba. We follow the majority of sales. And most people when they buy an ox, you know what they buy an ox for? Plowing, for working, not for meat. And therefore, when I as a seller sell an ox to you, the natural assumption is, what are you using the ox for? Plowing. Okay, so Rav says, if it's nuts, it's a mekachtois, And we go, well prove to me, Prove to me that it wasn't for Shechita. Says Rav. No, 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 no. You don't. It seems from Rav saying it's a Mechach You don't need to prove. The fact that he calls it a Mechach is means you follow Chazaka. You follow the status. Most people use it for plowing. Taka. A, a crazy ox can't plow. It's busy. Uh, you know, there's no... They didn't come out with the, with the meds yet for, for the ox to calm it down and make it sit quietly in school. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's a Mecca tux. You could assume it goes back. Ushmula, Shmuel says no. Let the seller say to him, I sold it for Shchita. I, most people buy it for plowing. I <in> don't <Spanish> care. We don't follow the majority. Ki You know when I follow Raif? You know when I do follow the majority? Mi <speaking in> Surah. <Spanish> when it comes to Iser V'heter. Yeah? When it comes to having, uh, 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 nine pieces of kosher meat and, and one piece of non-kosher meat when it comes to uh, Hilchas Iser so then we follow majority when it comes to monetary things like Basarubi, you don't follow majority what's the rule says Shmuel there's a big rule says Shmuel that's why we're using this big expression there's a huge rule you know what the rule is rather you want money prove it I have Raif backing me up I don't care it's very nice very sweet, beautiful. I get it. Rive doesn't do anything when it comes to when it comes to uh, finances. This is a foundational idea because when you start learning halacha and you get into the kishkas of things, the rules of Mishpat, the rules of finances, it's a whole it's a whole different league. It's a whole different ball game. That when it comes to isser uh, v'het, I'll just share a vart from the satmar rebbe. The satmar rebbe he he explains that the reason why in the order of, of Shulchan Aruch, you put Chayshu Mishpat at the end. He says, why don't you put it at the beginning? Everybody's always dealing with money. Yeah, it, sh- it should be at the beginning. He says, Chayshu Mishpat at the end. You know why? Because if I were to start halacha with Chayshu Mishpat, one of the underlying factors is to be mavater and to create psharas. To, to, to forego and to create uh, compromises. Ideally, unless, and we're going to get to this soon, Unless a Bezdin knows for a fact That something is so clear That one side is clearly right And one side is clearly wrong Then you're not allowed to compromise But if it's not If there's stadam here Which 95% of the time There's Tzedadim There's two sides the is you, A Bezdin should initially look for a Pshara A compromise Something that people will both walk away with something People walk away happy Says the Samar this is why halacha can't start with haisha mishpat. Because when it comes to Yisr, when it comes to Yeridei, when it comes to kashrus, when it comes to, to starting out your day with Erechayim, the daily life, we don't compromise. We don't want, we, we want Yiddin to think initially that Yiddish about compromise. It's not. It's about doing the Erech right thing. of B'nosh Hashanah wants me to do, people say, hey, Rabbi, am I allowed to do this? It's less about what you're allowed to do and more about what you should do. There's there's times you're allowed to do. It. The question is, should I do it? Is this what is this the ruts and Hashem? Is this the, is this the wants from me? Th- that th- th- we, we, that's how we start out halacha. At the end, we bring up this idea of chaysha mishpat. There's, there's, there's room for psharas. There's room for compromises. Okay. Over here says Shmuel. I'll tell you this: Kal There's a big rule when it comes to mitzvah aviraya. It overrides Raiv, It overrides everything else. You mamish need to. You mamish need to prove. Okay. We by, an ox scores a cow and then afterwards we found a dead calf next to it. We don't know if the ox killed the calf right? It was before or after. You pay a half for the cow because it's a tam, so that we know, and a quarter for the calf. That is divrei sumchis. The Chum will say, actually Allah is, you don't pay a penny for the calf. Because the owner of the calf has to prove that it was killed by the ox. And if you don't know, he can't demand any payment whatsoever. Okay. Bottom line is, let's pause right here. What we have clear is a foundational dispute between sumchis and the Rabbanon. Sumchis, Sumchis holds, whenever you're in doubt, Divide The Chacham say no No such thing Whenever there's a doubt The money stays with whoever it's by Okay Now we're going to look for sources So here we go Omar Rav Shmuel When we're done please Remind me to tell you an incredible Maisa about Removing something From somebody's possession Incredible story I just heard how do we know um, The Chum's opinion That whoever has the money in their possession It's theirs And it's on somebody else to bring a proof to remove it It says Whoever has whoever's a baldwar, Whoever has a complaint Is going to, to bring it to them Which means This is um, When uh, Was going up on Harsina He basically appointed Aaron and Chur to be the to paiskin, to be the ones in charge, in charge, Yagish Raya Raya which means that if anybody has a problem, he was instructing that, that, that they should have to bring a proof to you. Yeah, if you got a problem with somebody else, you got to bring Rayas. So you see how much of Raya, Maskvla Ravashi, Rashi's challenging question, Ali Why did the Possekh Sfarahu? It's logic to Yeah, he says logic. Okay. Logic is that just because somebody comes with a claim doesn't mean, I love this expression, doesn't mean you need to jump. Big rule of life. Somebody shows up. He says, But it's mine! Yeah, a kid screaming. And kid, kid means you're 50 years old. We just become bigger babies as we get older, right? He goes, But it's mine! What happens? Crisis. The whole city, all the rabbonim, everybody's just. Shh, still, I hate. Relax. Relax. People shout. People scream. Chill. L- lower the tone. Asher Why don't you, possibly tell me over Incredible. Samaru, it's logic. The person who's sick has to go show the doctor what the problem is. Don't just start with your Stam Like you got a problem over here. We don't need to jump and start being nervous. Maybe is it his money? Is it not his money just because somebody's screaming loud? Prove it. You want to come with something? Show us. If you have nothing to show, we don't need to jump. You need a raya? You, need, you have to show me a like you hear This is such a profound question. I need a of raya. You can't live life without a raya. You don't need a mach meshuggah from every nut who, who tells you that, they have a, that, that there's an issue going on. So therefore says Rabashi like this, incredible. Ella cra lich ravnachwun am the purpose of the past read is to teach me the Allah of Rabba Baravua, the Amarabba Bar Ravnahmin Amar Rabba Baravua, Minay Shain is Kakin Allah Tavayathila. How do I know that the um the uh a Bezdin only gets involved with the one coming with a claim first? Okay? The one coming with a claim uh, first, whoever's showing up first. Whoever has a problem should approach them, which means Yagish aleim. The, w- the one who's got a problem should show up and, and uh, present it to the judges. Which means if you want to have a come with a claim against me, so the first thing that Bezen has to reckon with is your claim. They don't reckon with me first because I'm assumed that it's mine. They're going to start. They're going to go to the claimant, if that's the word, the one coming with the claim and saying, okay, what's your story? Show us what you're talking about. And then if you have something, then they'll come to me and find out my counterclaim. But they don't come to me first to find out my counterclaim because I don't need to do that. I don't need a counterclaim. Yeah, I have it. Exactly. They don't need I don't need to on my mouth. Right? Somebody comes, somebody comes with a tina against me. Besden doesn't come to me. A lot of people do this. I've seen, whatever, people in position, right? Somebody comes to something. They go to the they go to the potential defendant, and they say, "No, what are you going to say to such a thing?" you can taste anything, I'm not a bar. I'm not a here. Who I'm not. I'm not going to do with this. I'm not going to do with this. Go, ask the guy what he's doing, what he's saying. Figure out whether he's got proof, whether he's coming with a, coming with anything. I'm, not, I'm just had this. What's today? Monday. I had this Thursday night. I got a whatever, masuga text message from somebody trying to stir up uh something. Uh, w- with the whole the whole claim and this and that. And I said, first first gather facts, and then I'm talking, I'll talk to you. Give me a phone call. Don't send me a text message. People just text like you jump. Come find out what you're talking about, and then call me. They never called. Never called. So it's, it's non-existent. It's non-existent. They don't jump just because people are, are, are going places. But says Rav Nachman, what do you learn from the public? You first deal with the claim. So it's the one coming with the claim that you reckon with. And then if he has something there, what do you do then? Then you go to the defendant for a counterclaim. You don't make somebody defend themselves first. You don't come with a counter-claim first. There's times where a court will get involved with the defendant first. In what case? If there's a problem. If there's a problem where the defendant is losing, is going to lose value because of a claim itself, then they will involve the guy earlier. Okay, if it's his benefit. What does that mean? If it's to his advantage. Let's say somebody's coming and... and Opening up a claim against things that I own, and by that claim being around oh, pr- a property that I own what is uh, um, I, I, I own something yeah that has value. Yeah. There are those that um, there are those that want to say something about my property, that there's a lien against it. And they're coming with claims. And because those claims are there, I will have a harder time selling it. So then they'll already involve the defendant earlier. When it's to his advantage to keep up his market value of his land or something of that sort. But the people in Ardai say they agree to the rule, but they say there's an exception to the rule when it's to the defendant's gain. Then they'll already include the defendant in the uh, in the initial stages. Okay. Good. Bottom line is we have... a. Uh, an understanding for the Chachamim Hamaitzi Hamaitzi Okay Two dots <coughs> The mission said V'chim Ashar v'chulu If you have a cow That That Gores an ox And then after the cow Gored the ox There was a calf Next to the cow So we don't know If it was a pregnant cow That gored an ox Or a new mother cow That uh, That gored the ox Okay, now what's the difference? Where the damaged party collects the money from. Okay? You collect money from just the body of the cow, or also you could collect from the body of the calf. We don't know. Says the Gemara, Chatzin Nezek or Avian Nezek. Does he collect half damages and quarter damages? Or Palganizkahu <laughs> de Boy Shlume? See, here's the problem. If my Potentially pregnant cow Gored the ox So he said What, what does the mission need to say? The victim could go collect Half And a quarter is asking the Gemara's question is going to be now Don't you end up paying more than half then? No. Don't it, Doesn't that mean that the owner of the cow Is going to pay more than half? From the way that the Mishnah's word is worded, It seems Pay a half And then is. Half for the cow and half for the uh, uh, baby Yeah, but the baby's alive Again, the baby's alive here oh, the, baby. the, the cow gored And we don't know if the cow was pregnant It's a live calf now A cow gored an ox And then there's a baby calf next to the cow So we don't know if the calf was in the cow at the time Which means the calf was part of the goring, so to speak And there, you could collect payment from the calf from the body of the calf, or whether the calf was preborn, and then you're going to take chati from the cow. So the Mishnah, says you're taking half damage from the cow, but you can't get the quarter damage from the calf. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? Are you going to pay three quarters? Is that what it means? But a tam doesn't pay three quarters. That's the Gemara. Chati nezek Why would you pay half plus a quarter? A tam only pays half damages. Kula nizka nehi riva Whoever heard of paying three quarters of damages Where, where, where does that come from? by explains, no What it means is The owner of the ox Takes half damage From the cow What it means is You're going to take One quarter of damages From the cow So what it means is Half of a half Okay because the um, the uh, the tam, which is pregnant, possibly you're going to collect half of his value because he went down in value now that there's no baby, and then you're going to pay in, uh, an eighth of damages from the calf. So bottom line is you're going to end up paying one quarter plus an eighth. You end up paying three eighths instead of a half for the ox. The e para uvlad chadinenu, Go ahead. No, I, I, I just don't okay. We we, we think that pay? it means so. Here's we, we were asking whoever the three quarters damage. The court responding. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're paying three half damage doesn't mean half of the entire damage. It means half of what could have been collected from a pregnant cow. That's what it means. Gesundheit. Okay. We thought it meant half of the entire damage. What it means is half of what you would have collected if the cow was not pregnant. We're saying here that we don't know if the cow was pregnant. He might have given birth before or might have given birth after. Okay. So, what that would mean is, get ready. What if you're willing to explode, but you're going to get this. The Gemara's taking into consideration the possibility that maybe it was only the calf that hurt the ox. That's also a possibility. Maybe the baby calf... Was born with some uh, Martial arts talent And took out the ox Okay Maybe So the cow itself Being that there's another animal here Is also a chance That it didn't do anything There's a chance the cow didn't do anything There's a chance the calf didn't do anything So that means I'm going to pay One quarter of the cow I'm not even going to pay the whole half damage on the cow Because the half damage of the cow is suffering. So what does that mean? How much are you going to take from the cow now? A quarter. Nachon? What's a quarter? Two eighths. And the calf, I don't even know if it was alive at the time. And if it was alive, I don't know if it did the damage. So it's going to pay a quarter of a quarter. Which is two eighths from mommy cow, one eighth from baby cow, total of three eighths. Total of three eighths. So you're not paying three quarters now, you're going to end up paying three eighths. Now the Gemara is going to explain this. The E... Para uvlad de who, if the cow and the calf have the same owner, because there's a chance also that the owner of the cow doesn't own the calf. Maybe I own a pregnant cow and I sold the calf while it was pregnant. Okay, so see, this is incredible. But I want to tell you something: these halachas translate so easily into daily realities. There's so many times where. I have something And I've sold the rights of it Or I've sold the creations of it What it makes Right I own a machine But Like for example m- My family owns a dairy company Okay That my parents Zechein Levracha Started The dairy company Is based out of Kreider Farms In Mannheim, Pennsylvania Kreider Farms Is all over the Mid-Atlantic the-, the company that we own Is called Pride of the Farm mm-hmm. And we take A percentage of all product From Kreider Farms Okay So whatever percentage of it it is A lot of it will go on With Kreider Farm labels And a percentage of it However much the company needs Gets a pride of the farm label On it We're subsidiary So the company itself Doesn't actually own Five miles of farm Or 2,500 cows Or whatever it is We receive There's no actual ownership Over the thing But we receive product From it so you could have one person who owns the land and somebody else who owns the product of that. What would be in a uh, in a case where the product does damage without it? This is very much connected to uh, one person owning a cow and another person owning a calf. It sounds it sounds silly and it is oh, funny, but it's yeah. mamish. This this is this is business. It's mamish. Uh, um, Absolutely. It's all the time. All these big factories they make like one product, you know, and then those products have to go and then they they get combined. So th- this is a very common thing. So. If, if the, you have an owner who owns the cow as well as the calf, the, the victim, the owner of the ox, should be able to say, Listen, I don't care, who Let's make a difference. Let's make a difference. The cow hurt my ox. The calf hurt my ox. They both hurt my ox. I don't care. You're the same owner on both. Pay me half. Ella rather, says the Gemara, the case is going to be the paradichat of vladichat where w- there's there's two different owners, okay? So, the So what are you going to say? That if the owner of the ox shows up, and he says to the owner of the cow, he says, listen, I want you to pay, let the owner of the cow tell him, listen, I could say to the owner of the cow, your, your cow hurt me, proved to me that the that the calf played a role in this as well. I know it was uh, your your cow involved. The case is where he went to the owner of the calf first. The Omar the owner of the calf could say to him, "Listen, I know you want me to pay, but let me tell you something. Uh, you know your claim against me really is together with a partner, so you can't even collect full damages from me. You're really coming to collect maybe quarter damages from me." Because you know that I have a partner and therefore I'll pay you quarter damage. What about the other quarter? Go to the cow guy. Yeah. So that's how he's going to end up paying one eighth because the whole thing is questionable. The whole, the whole, uh, um, the, the whole uh, amount is questionable in the first place. There are those that say another approach could be why this number comes into play. And, and again, what are we trying to figure out? The half and a quarter. We when well, we look at the mission, we said, "Oh, half from the cow and a quarter from the calf." The Gora here is clarifying. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that they're paying three quarters. It means the owner of each one is going to pay half. So let's keep going. Even if he goes to the owner of the cow first, the owner of the cow could say, "The made the Yadi I know that there's another owner here who can share responsibility and therefore I want to pay you two-eighths. I want to pay you one-quarter. I'm Rava. Rava says, Okay, you want to say that you're not going to be paying three-quarters. Rather, what are you going to pay? Three-eighths. Because you're going to pay one-quarter from the cow, one-eighth from the uh, calf. Says Rava, did the Mishnah say that? Did the Mishnah say that? Rava says, I, I appreciate your math. And by the way, you see from here, you can't learn math. You can't. You, you have to know math to understand Gamar. When I was when I was uh, had the host to teach in, in grade school, and kids would complain about their their uh, general studies subjects. What do you got to learn math? What do you got to learn science? What do you got to learn history? I was a like, You can't learn Torah without this stuff. You have to know. You need. You need know fractions. You have to know. You know. You, how many yidin were there in uh, you know from the Bnei Dun, from the Bnei uh, Ruven, uh, how many b'chayrim there were, right? Oh, um, so it says, here's the problem. It doesn't say two-eighths and an-eighth. It says a half and a quarter. Elam so has a whole new p'shat. And Rabbi says, one owner for the cow and the calf. And the Mishnah says, if you could collect Half damages from the para and the because the, it's here, you collect half from the para, less of the para, but if it 's not here, why i don't know whatever let's say the para conked out dead or it ran away, and the body's simply not here so then mishtali nezik vlad, you collect quarter damages from the vlad Taiba, the reason is why why a quarter why we don't know whether the the cow was pregnant with the calf. Or not. So now the the cow certainly has to pay from the body, but it's not here. But it's not here. So what are we left with? The calf. Well, the calf, if it was with the cow, is part of it. Otherwise, not. So sumchis again. We're following the opinion of sumchis, who is whenever you're in doubt, you divide. So sumchis is going to say. So what's the next best option if there's no cow? That what's the next best body to go to to get half damages? The calf, because it might have been there. But that's a suffix, So what do you do in a suffolk? The owner of the cow has to pay a quarter. Right? Because we're to divide his payment. We don't know. Let's say you know that the calf was with the cow when it was You can take the whole half damages from the calf, and this would be consistent with Rava's reasoning, if a pregnant cow damages, you could collect from the, the baby inside, because the baby inside is considered the body of the cow. But let's say you have a chicken that did damage, an egg is not considered part of the body of a chicken, my taima. why? Why? Because then a chicken Would be flashings. No so not what it says Pirshah uh, ba'amah <laughs> Because chickens are considered A pirshah ba'amah It's a, uh, a It's something separated It's kind of like When a person goes to the bathroom Right What's inside a person Is not considered Them themselves An egg Is Once it's created Is considered separate It's a separate entity From uh, considered a completely Separate entity From the chicken But Rav is saying A, a good sweater, Rav is saying that what, what does it mean The half Nezek and revia Nezek He says you're not collecting both The way it works is like this Here's Rav's explanation on our Mishnah The owner of the ox collects half damage From where? Cow If there is no cow Then you could collect from the calf Oh but you don't know whether the calf was part of the uh, damage Okay So take a quarter from it Because Sumcha Whenever you're in doubt You divide that, that amount You divide half owner of the of the calf uh, holds on to a quarter and the owner of the ox that got damaged he's going to receive a quarter we'll hold it here for today have a wonderful, wonderful evening that's a very-